Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Teacher Talk. Today I have Daddy Diaries episode number four ready for you. I felt kind of nostalgic and kind of happy when I was preparing this. It was recorded back when Ben's wife was just finishing maternity leave for their second child, which got extended. So I think she planned on taking only six months maternity leave. But because of the pandemic, I guess it got extended for two months. Anyway, this episode was done when she had just gone back to work. So they were in their old apartment still. And it was kind of nostalgic, kind of happy for me to to listen to some of this because at one point, Ben talks about how he really wants to be able to live in a house that has a yard. And now he does. So it was just kind of kind of nice to hear that and then now see him living happily in his house with his family. Anyway, we talk about parenting styles, and it seems like Ben and his wife have a a good system together. And also, it was interesting for me because I'm just about to have a baby, and my wife's just about to go on maternity leave. So hearing this episode, it was kind of helpful for me, too. Uh, Anyway, as I mentioned, it was recorded a long time ago, so I'm going to have to fire up the old time machine. It's a nice little phrasal verb, fire up, always used for machines. Fire up the machine. So here we go. It's just getting warmed up, and we're going to take you back about two and a half years. Um... Oh, gosh, I forgot how hot it gets. All right, here we go. Ow, here we are in the DJ Benkey studio. Yeah, the laboratory. <laughs> this is your... Your music laboratory. That's right. It's my music laboratory and family fun house. Where's your wife? Good question. I haven't seen her for days now. Come on. She went to buy milk and she never came back. She's, she's had it. <laughs> yeah. She's had enough. Just going to get some cigarettes. See you in a minute, son. Never see her again. No, she's at work. She's gone back to work. 
after an extended maternity leave, so taking time off work after you have a baby, and then for other reasons, she had to extend that time off work a little bit more because of the situation in the world. Oh, right. Uh, so, how long did she take off work for her maternity leave? Well, originally it was going to be about six months or so, and then in the end, I suppose it's been eight months. Eight months. Eight months, okay. yeah, without working. And now she's back at work. She's back at work, in front of the computer, on the phone. Does she like working? Like, does she prefer to to work? Would she, if she had a choice, would she want to stay home? Or does she like being a working mother? Uh, she's always worked. So there has been times when I suppose she had a choice not to. Not really. Um, I've always had a decent job, I suppose, especially in Australia. But You're a money-making machine. Well, I'm a survivalist. I make just enough <laughs> survive. to survive. <laughs> so she enjoys her job. He's um, a survivor. He's DJ Banky. He don't give up. Never he gonna keeps surviving. Hey. 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 Yeah. Survivor. But songs don't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go to work. And Not yet. So does she. And she works with some good people. She has nice co-workers. So, That's important. Very important. So, you know, I'm sure she would prefer to stay at home and eat strawberries and drink French champagne. But <laughs> <laughs> the reality of life uh, compels us well, to work. It seems that you and her have a really good kind of teamwork. We try. When it comes to raising your kids and working we try. I think I know her very well. We've been together for a long time. So before we had children, I could imagine what kind of mother she was going to be. And she's. we have similar opinions on parenting. Okay. I believe. So your parenting style matches. Quite well. We don't have the same opinions on everything, of course. Uh, that would be boring. But with parenting... We're kind of, as we say in English, on the same page. Aha. Hmm. You're on the same page yeah. as your wife. That's right. We have similar opinions on the issue. That's good. Yeah. So, so you, you don't argue about that many things. Not parenting so much. Other things, sure. But parenting, eh, sometimes there's arguments. It can be stressful. It's not perfect. But we both have a similar opinion about, for example, letting kids uh, make mistakes and uh, fall down and not being a helicopter parent. Ah, yes. Yeah, which is very... A helicopter parent mm. means always kind of 
very close to your child and stopping them from doing things and that's right babying them yeah you have to let them go yeah let them fall down let them climb the tree and learn their lessons let of course not free. not kill themselves but uh almost <laughs> and you know i suppose like most parents uh not too much tv not too much screen time healthy food uh, not too much plastic. You know, it's good to play with nature. Get out and experience nature. Stones and sticks and trees are nature's toys. Nature's <laughs> The park is nature's toy box. Yeah, well, when I was a, a little kid, one of our favorite games was... Can I guess? Sure. Hide the stone. Nope. <laughs> that would be a really hard game. Uh, grab the stick. <laughs> no, but no. close. <laughs> close. We dig a big hole in the garden. Okay. Like just a, a big dirt hole. Yeah. And uh, fill it with some water. Ooh, get it really muddy. A mud pit. And then take off all our clothes. Oh, yeah, I like this. Just jump in the mud pit. Mm -mm. That was it. That's the game. Get nice and muddy. Yeah. Yeah. Would you fight in the mud pit? Ah, we'd wrestle. Would you wrestle? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, like a like alligators in the mud. You know, to us, that was just a fun game. I think my mom taught us the game. Yeah, I actually did she exactly just... the same thing. Did you? We, we didn't have a swimming pool, so my father dug a hole and filled it with the garden hose. And Jump in. muddied about yeah. with, with the worms and, and the bees. Yeah. Mm, it's yeah. good. Yeah. And it, it was, I think it was great. It was great fun. Sure. It was in the backyard. Right. And there was a, uh, an alley, a small street that uh, runs behind our house. Okay. So, so the other kids in the neighborhood or the neighbors would kind of see they were jealous of your, Three young of your boys. mud hole. Yeah, they were probably jealous. <laughs> ah, look at those Lawsons with their fancy mud hole. <laughs> having all the fun. Having all the fun. Ah, they do what they please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a point where we agree. And another big point. So my is... question is. Oh, sorry. You had a question. <laughs> have you played the mud game with your kids yet? Uh, no, unfortunately. And one thing that is hopefully temporary, we won't live in an apartment forever, but I'm really looking forward to when we can have a house with a backyard. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, because I grew up in Australia, obviously, and even though we didn't have a lot of money, we always had a house with a yard. Because that's normal in Australia. We have a lot of space. Same in, in, Canada. Same in Canada. Most of Canada. Yeah. Unless you live in like the really inner city. Like right. Downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Most Canadians grow up with a backyard. Yeah. And every child should if they have the opportunity. It's Some of my best memories are growing up in a backyard. Yeah, with, uh, playing with the trees and finding insects and playing in the mud, shooting bows and arrows. Yeah, and swinging on the hammock. Swing, yeah, swinging mm. on the hammock. One day, my father drunk too much, and he swung me on the hammock, 
and he was trying to swing me all the way around. Oh, wow. And I fell out and broke my arm. Oh, no. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, about eight. We yeah. did something similar with my younger brother. Did you break his arm? We did, yeah. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, my dad taught us a really stupid game. Oh, what, what game is that? Was it a mud pit game? Uh, no, it wasn't a mud game. It was a regular game. <laughs> I got a new game for you, boys. This one's not about mud. And uh, he taught us this when our friends came over to play. Yeah. He said, yeah, okay, get one kid to sit on a chair. And then the four other kids... Break his bones. No, they <laughs> stand around him and you have one kid on each knee. Like, okay. And one kid under each armpit. Right. So four on four, uh, two on each side and you go one, two, three. And you just throw the one kid up in the air as high as you can. Okay. It sounds fun. But what about when he comes down? Well, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you have to catch the kid. It's easier to throw than catch. Yeah, so we threw my little brother way up in the air. And uh, he came down and no one caught him and broke his arm. <laughs> you threw him up and everyone said, ah, let's wow, go get some snacks. Look how high he is. <laughs> let's go get the drink. And then whap. Boom. And he yeah, had a broken arm. Wow. And the thing that I thought was crazy is my dad got really angry at my older brother. Ah, like, well, it's usually the why oldest didn't you brother. catch him? It's usually the oldest brother that takes the responsibility. Yeah, but come on, Dad. Why would you teach us such a dangerous and stupid game? Well, it was fun until the horrible injury. <laughs> yes. Did your, did your brother blame you for what happened? Not me. Uh, he was maybe a little upset at my older brother. Ah. Because so. he was the oldest. He was supposed to be the catcher. So he took all the blame. Yeah. And looking back many years later, I realized, wait a minute, that's totally dad's fault. Yeah. It sounds like he was the designer of the game. Yeah. <laughs> He encouraged us to, to do this really dangerous thing and yeah. then blamed it all on my brother when Tyler broke his arm, my, my younger brother. I see. What did your mom say about it? Was she angry with your dad? No, I think she also blamed my <laughs> older brother. Well, But I think that's somebody... just because she didn't want to have a fight with my dad uh, so it's yeah. just easy to blame my older brother i understand that thinking yeah 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 but anyway i was saying that uh, you and your wife seem to have really good teamwork yeah we try you know we have different working hours so i will as much as i can take care of our baby during the night and do some early morning things while my wife gets ready for work because I start my work later in the day, usually in the afternoon. So we have a balance that way. 
I don't mind doing some housework, although my wife does a better job. Ah,、uh, yeah. I tried、too. to wash the clothes, and she wasn't happy with the results. My wife always makes me use like little bags inside the laundry machine. Yeah, I don't understand. Put the, all your socks in this little net bag, and put all your underwear in this. And it's like the mystery of the net bags. Throw them in the washing yeah, machine. Yeah, they're all clothes. Yeah, they're all made of. Oh, but they're gonna、cottons. get damaged. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. Like there's like twenty different small <laughs> laundry bags inside the washing machine. Look, men don't understand the details sometimes, and maybe there's a good reason, but I don't think so. I think the net bags in the washing machine was some genius idea of some businessman or woman. You need these net bags,、mm. see? You、Buy、have、them. to separate your socks, or、and、you'll ruin your shirts. And not only one or two; you need、mm. to buy twenty. The whole set.、Yeah. And now he's on a, on a beautiful island somewhere. Drinking... Maybe it's they're useful for like women's underwear, like bras and stuff that have various materials. Yeah. Well, my wife said we have to separate our underwear because if our underwear touches. In the washing machine, she might get pregnant. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's that's my idea. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. No, you're、that's、definitely not. Important to say. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so,、uh, just before we finish, is there something that you and your wife disagree on? When it comes to raising your kids, there is one good example I can give you. My idea, when, for example, my son does something bad, let's say he hits the dog. Okay, so Rui、right. hits the dog. Yeah, and I like How, to. What's your wife's reaction? Well, if you're not home, what's her reaction? Well, I think we both have the same initial. Reaction. So, first reaction, which is to tell him it's bad, to make him think, try to think about how the dog feels. If someone hit you, how would you feel? So, it's important to explain why it's bad, not just say it's bad. Don't do that. You、yeah. have to explain. Don't do it. Go to your、reason. room. Yeah, you have to make him understand that, you know, the dog got hurt. He's unhappy. You don't like to be unhappy, so you know this kind of conversation. Teach him empathy. Teach him empathy, exactly. But sometimes that doesn't work because of his young mind, and sometimes that doesn't work with adults either. I suppose. Well, some people are naturally more empathetic than others. Yeah, and I think a lot of that begins in childhood. It's a it's an old debate:、uh, nature versus nurture. What Personality and qualities are we born with, and what do we learn、right. from our parents? So, what is natural, like genetic, and what is learned from your environment? It's difficult to say, but I believe that it's really important to do as much as you can to teach them、uh, ideas like empathy and caring for other people and animals, especially. But. To go back to my example, I don't want to use fear 
as a motivator, as a reason for good behavior. You want your son to want to be good. Yes, for the right reason. Right, not just be afraid to be bad. That's right. You want him to want to be good. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. There are some smart. times when, for example, running on the road, why shouldn't I? Because a car might hit you and you have to go to the doctor. That is fear, but there's a good reason. But there's different kind of fear. And there is a classic way of telling children to be good, the Japanese way, which is that the oni will come, the demon will come, uh -huh. and he comes to bad children. And uh, if you do bad things, the oni, the demon so will does, come to the house. Does your wife tell your son that the demon's coming to get him? Sometimes, if... If we can't have a conversation and make him understand and we're both feeling angry and tired and really difficult times, then yes, she would use that. So and some, the, I thought, I don't want to use that. So the demon threat is like the last resort. Like yes. when everything else fails... Then it's like, well, the demon's going to eat the you. The last option. <laughs> You're not understanding, so the demon's going to come. At first, I didn't like the idea of using especially a fantasy fear, but I came around. Now I appreciate as a last so you, option. You, you came around meaning you didn't like it at first, but now you kind of started to like it. Now I understand it is an important tool when everything else doesn't work it does work <laughs> and he's he's terrified it he's works. very scared of the demon and i don't like to make him feel scared but sometimes there's no other option the demon's That's gonna the get your boy <laughs> the demon's coming and uh i can't save you you listen here boy ain't nobody gonna if, save you now boy if you don't eat your broccoli mm. the demon will get you that's right yeah it sounds like you have a very modern and intelligent way of parenting and teaching your kids but thank you i think it's just common sense it's kind of the opposite of uh the religious way, which is uh, like, you're going to hell. <laughs> yes. Well, the Christian religious way. I wasn't raised in a religious family, and I won't talk too much about religion, but I will say I think it's unhealthy for children, that kind of idea. Yeah. I think with religious, religious people, like really religious people, is the parents believe it. Well, if they do... So it's easy to just use fear for everything. Yeah, I, I wonder how many religious, for example, Christian parents really believe it, or if it's just a convenient tool to organize their lives. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we don't have to talk about such complicated things. No, that's a, that's a long, long road of conversation, but... Parenting is difficult, but we're trying our best. I asked you what you and your wife disagree about, and actually it's the demon, the oni, but you've come around to the idea, and so there's nothing you disagree about. 
not really. Nothing we disagree about on a deep level. No. Ben, will you be my dad? Sure. You're, Let's go to get the adoption papers. <laughs> I want you to be my dad. Okay, or sure. be my second dad. But you have to work for me. <laughs> I make my children work hard. Will you feed me? Hmm. That's another thing we agree on. Children should work. Yes. From the day they're born. Well, <laughs> yeah, at least, you know, they should help clean up and as much as possible. That's very important. And when I tell my son to clean up... He's getting better, but he's he's found some excuses. He's uh. he's realized the power of excuse. Now he doesn't use it well. He's just discovered the idea of an excuse. What, what's what's his excuse? <laughs> so he'll say, "I say, clean up your cars. We're going to have dinner, or before you start a new game, clean up the old game." Hmm. He thinks, and he says. Ah, my arm hurts. <laughs> ah, it's me arm, sir. So, it's it doesn't work. So his arm hurts so, to clean, but it's okay to play. Suddenly, his arm is broken. <laughs> my arm hurts. Yeah, clean up. Well, my arm hurts. I have a stomach ache. Ah, I'm dying. Oh really? Hmm. Uh, but then, when he smells his dinner, suddenly his arm. It has uh, returned just to normal, fine. just fine. Right. Wow. Better than it was. Amazing. It becomes a super arm, <laughs> and he cleans very quickly. Okay, well, thanks, Ben. That is no problem. I am always enjoy talking with you, Abe. Of course you do. Yeah. It's You're a, my dad. One of the best you're days my, of my life. You're my new dad. Well, I'm your dad now. Okay. Woo! Oh, I need a towel to wipe down. Ugh. God, I'm so sweaty. Ugh. All right. Well, uh, sorry for the sudden ending. I had to come back to present day, back to the future. Well, no, back to now, because I have some things to do this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. It's kind of fun to hear these old recordings from a long time ago. I'm not sure much has changed. Maybe a little bit. Or we're still kind of the same old guys, I guess, though. Come to 55freebird.com. Contact us on Twitter or Instagram or Gmail, FBE Teacher Talk. And send us your questions, send us your comments. The next time we record, we are going to do all of that stuff. Uh, I don't really want to answer listener questions by myself. I think it's uh, more interesting to have both of us answering the questions. So send us your questions. Hopefully we'll meet in person and record this week. And finally drink the wine in these mysterious boxes sent to us by a listener. Well, we hope to hear from you. Have a great week, and see you next time.